What's up everybody and happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Off The Record. My name's Imogen Marshall and I'm your host as usual. Um, and as always, please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow us along on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. Now this week we have got the lovely Twinny and Sean McConnell on the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy these interviews. But as always first up we've got the news so it's been a bit of a hectic week with the acm awards but first up we had brett young and his wife taylor announcing that they are expecting their first baby so congratulations to them we had cassidy pope rounded out the last of her leg of tour dates with mara morris by pulling off uh, a prank on her uh, one of the the stylists I think uh, appeared on stage instead of Cassidy dressed up as her so watch that on YouTube it's pretty funny um, Country Hits UK was launched this week so we got the first national country music radio station in the UK featuring Balin Leonard Una Healy as DJs so it's really worth checking out I hope you guys enjoyed that um, the High Women made their debut, so that is the new supergroup of Marin Morris, Brandy Carlisle, Amanda Shards, and Natalie Hemby. And I think they were definitely going to be one to watch. They performed at Loretta Lynn's birthday, and it was just phenomenal. So, um, yeah, just work, watch this space in terms of their recordings. Obviously, this week we also had three releases: um, The Daughters by Little Big Town, who did a performance of that at the ACMs, which was just stunning. It's really a beautiful song. So make sure to go and listen to that. We had a lovely new edition from Ingrid Andress, which is called More Hearts Than Mine. Um, a little bit more of a country vibe, I think, than her first single, Ladylike. Um, obviously, we had Ingrid Andress on the podcast a few weeks back, so make sure to check out that interview with her. And we've also got it on the site. And lastly, we had um, Single Man was released by High Valley. So they are definitely going to be one um, we hope to see over this side of the pond very soon. Uh, in terms of tour announcements, we had Old Dominion have just announced today that they are going to be going on tour later this year in October. And Jordan Davis will be supporting them, so that's really exciting. I actually think um, it would be really exciting to see him in sports lot. Jordan Davis is such a huge talent. He did, obviously did singles you up, so um, definitely one to get your tickets for. Now, we also course had the acm awards last night so if we run down the list um we had the award for artist of the decade went to jason aldean so i mean jason aldean's been such a huge presence in the industry having won entertainer of the year so many times so very well deserved speaking of entertainer of the year keith urban won that one so that was i mean anyone who saw him at c to c just knows how how much of a talent he is in terms of entertaining um very well deserved Casey Musgraves continued her winning streak, winning Female Artist of the Year. And a surprising, well, not too surprising, but Male Artist of the Year went to Thomas Rhett to make a change. So um, congratulations to them. Duo of the Year was won by Dan and Shay, which is obviously incredibly well-deserved. And Group of the Year went to Old Dominion. And Song of the Year went to Tequila. So firstly, finally getting the, uh, I think the recognition that that song deserves. So obviously congratulations to Nicole Gallion, Jordan Reynolds and Dan Smyers, who were the um, songwriters behind that. Um, announced before the show, obviously we had the new female artist of the year was Ashton McBride. New male artist of the year was Luke Combs and new vocal duo or group of the year was Lanco. I'm kind of surprised that um, Runaway Jean didn't get a mention there, but I think hopefully next year they'll probably be um, amongst the winners. And I'm not going to read through all the lists, but we've also got Album of the Year went to Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. I think, I mean, she's just doing the clean sweep. So I think, I mean, she's, that wasn't a surprise to anyone. And Single of the Year went to Tequila. So there was a huge amount of uh, congratulations to all the winners. Um, hugely well-deserved. And I think the ACMs really do a good job of um, spot, like spreading... Um, the awards not just completely um having the same awards going to as the cmas so that was the acm award winners 
Now, I'm so excited to announce our next guest on the podcast. This is the lovely Twinny, who's obviously released her first EP, Better When I'm Drunk. Um, and that single really is flying. Everyone's absolutely loving it. And they keep playing it on the Country Hits UK station. So please welcome. Saturday Twin. morning. How's everything been going? Good. I'm, uh, I'm still recovering from C2C. I was going to say, it's been such a mad few weeks for you, having been in Germany and then over in... You, I where have you even been for the past few weeks? Um, I went to, so I did C2C in Berlin, which is awesome, because it yeah. was the first time that they'd ever had C2C over there in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was pretty cool, because I was the only British female over there, so that was awesome. That's pretty cool to be the only one. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I went to Munich and Cologne. Uh, yes, yeah, it's just been, it's been, and then obviously I did London. And then London, we played like, I think over, over a week, I played like 12 or 13 shows. That's mad. Which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. It was really, it was really cool. Like, ama- amazing experience, but your voice must have been like fried by the end. You're like, oh, I didn't oh. need a break. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people were like, how are you still coping with everything? But I think because... Um, I mean, I don't know whether you know this about me, but when I was younger, um, I did musical theatre, um, which, is, which is like eight shows a week, and it's uh, I think that's where my vocal stamina comes from. As long as I'm like, you know, not go, I'm quite sensible. I, it's funny that I write a song called Black When I'm Drunk, because I hardly ever drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it was wild. It was so fun. Yeah. Like, uh, met uh, you know Keith Urban and um, pretty know, cool like, it was just like crazy the amount of people that I met and they yeah. were amazing, so. and it was obviously like because it was just off the back of the EP so obviously the response has been just so like incredible to the EP so it must have been really cool to play it out as well live yeah. Yeah, I mean, that for me, I, I mean, I wasn't really expecting the response to be that good yeah. in all the Like, I just thought I'd put something out and then, you know, because when you put something out, it, it's it's kind of like a, I, I see things as like chapters and a bit of a journey. So yeah. my expectation really was just to, just a few people to like it, comment on it, retweet. I didn't expect <laughs> I didn't expect people to know the words when they came to my show. I mean, yeah. I played to Lynn on on the Friday that it came out. Yeah. And people knew the words on the front row. And you're like, yes, this is amazing. But also, how? You must have been, like, learning this song on repeat. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, hopefully, like, I, I, that's a good sign. That I think that's a very good sign. I don't know. I think a, a lot of people in the country community know, know of me because I've... I've Although I haven't had much music out at all, really. This is my mm. first major release. Um, I think everybody's seen, quite a few people have seen me live yeah. and supporting other people. And I've been at this for a, quite a long time. You know, I've been going back and forth to Nashville for about yeah. eight years. So. Well, I feel like everyone, I don't know whether you feel this way, but I feel like everyone's just so hungry for your music. Like, I remember when... <laughs> Um, the oh. Hollywood Gypsy was released, and it was like, oh, we need it. And it was, but everyone was like, oh, we just want more. We want more of it. Oh, that's so sweet, and that's really like, obviously overwhelming to hear because, you know, I really only expected my mum to like it. <laughs> <laughs> and my family, and like everyone's just been so lovely and very like um, welcoming, which yeah. is awesome for me because um, I've waited a long time for this so it could have just like it could have been like you know I don't know um a shambles but it wasn't no it definitely um, wasn't I'm, I'm really I'm just really enjoying the, the fact that people are enjoying the music yeah. which is what you hope for when you sit in a writing room and write a song yeah well I look at better when I'm drunk and you know it's like already 58 more than 58,000 things on Spotify and obviously the video looked like so much fun to record I just it's so much fun yeah I did that out in LA and uh, um, it was just so cool for me like bringing a song to to life um, 
like I say, I mean, that song in particular, I, I wrote it with a guy called Adam Argyle, and um, yeah. he, it was probably about four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> anyway, we'd already written a song, and I was like, I've got this idea. And I said, can we just, like, start it, and then we can finish it off later, but yeah. we'll just finish it in 20 minutes. Wow. Start this. And I just had this idea of, like, um, you know, just I wanted to really show the humour in that yeah. song and the reality, because uh, I feel like we've all been there. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, and I also it's, like, kind of metaphorical for, like, how you feel about yourself, and yeah. that's what I tried to do in the video, so the Hollywood version of me represents <laughs> how I feel when I'm, you know, yeah. a glass of vino, and then the, the other one is actually showing the reality, which I wanted to show the more human yeah. side things. It's like, have you ever seen that advert where it, it, it does it in reverse, so, like the girl comes home and her heels are off and her makeup's down her face yeah. and her <laughs> lipstick is smudged and then it rewinds and it's like, you wouldn't go out like this, like... No. <laughs> I love that. Um, no, yeah, it's just so much fun to. Was, yeah, it was just really. It's a fun subject to write about, especially being a woman. I think like, um, I don't think anybody really expected me to come out with something like that because mm. I'm not really that much of a drinker. I know that really that sounds quite bizarre, but I I have, and that's probably why you know I have after one glass of wine, I'm like, oh, this is enough now. <laughs> Um, I love it. Yeah, I just I felt it was quite. I just felt quite empowered singing yeah. about that. I know, like you know, most men, especially in country, sing about drinking whiskey. And <laughs> I'm like, well, why can't a woman sing about something we- that is true and actually happens to everyone? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's one of those songs which you just. I mean, the, the whole video and the whole song. You're like, yeah, that, that was that was pretty much every everyone's been there. Everyone's had that experience. Oh, well, I'm really pleased you said that because that's exactly what I was aiming for. I always try and write as close to my own experiences, which sometimes is difficult because you bear your soul to the world. And when I say that I write the truth, I generally do. You can... My management are are funny because they're like, we know what you're going through just by the songs that you hand in, which I think is quite telling. But also, I, I... I feel like it's a bit of a it's a weakness and a strength as yeah, well. I love it. you allow people into your so much into your personal space that it's very you know you get very attached to the songs and it it's must be emotional and you know it must be scary at times because you're you really are bearing your soul through music and that that is that can be quite daunt, a daunting thing to do particularly when you're releasing um you know your first ep and like really letting people in yeah i mean i have to say that i think the the songs that i really um wish i'd written or are are probably the most honest that an artist has been Mm. and um i always think just in life honesty is the best policy and Mm -hmm. the truth kind of cuts through and hits home harder especially like when you're telling some somebody the truth and they don't want to hear it yeah. You know, the saying the truth hurts. Sometimes it hurts me to write the song. Like, I've many a times cried, especially um, probably Superhero. Yeah. And, like, Type of Girl, I was really annoyed at something when I wrote that. And I think, for me, music is so, it's so personal. It's just mm. personal preference. And I, I, I just, I, I like writing the music that I like. I love yeah. my music. So I, um, if someone can relate, and I think I, I've done my job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Because, but when you go, because I saw, was looking at the sort of list of who you've written with on the EP, do you find that sort of with, I feel like with Superhero and Hollywood Gypsy, obviously you wrote those with Lucy. Do you find you gravitate towards certain people for certain types of co-writes that makes sense so like certain uh, emotions yeah I definitely think uh, you know um 
the the people that I write with, like um, I'll write in that format. I always write with yeah. Lucy, Jeremy Spielman, just because we're such a good team. And um, Jeremy is like a lyrical genius, and <laughs> I feel that the same way about Lucy and yeah. you know melodies. And we kind of, that that team that, that it really works. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think also when you're really good friends with people you find the truth comes out easier it's not like yeah. you don't feel judged or sometimes it can go the other way i have written with friends and i feel like oh do i want you to know this about me <laughs> yeah i mean i feel i feel yeah. like lucy's kind of like a, a sister to me and she she understands the process and her being an artist also helps yeah. so it, it, you know i love writing with her yeah. and my, one of my best friends John Green produced the record who he's he produced Lucy's record he yeah. also produced James Fair's record he's fantastic he's um, written um I remember this is I remember you on your Instagram because um Lady Antebellum played a song oh yeah and they Charles. that was him Give wasn't it yeah. yeah I mean John is like in his own right an amazing singer mm. and songwriter and producer there's like literally nothing <laughs> does everything he's, he's actually one of them people that are really annoying that can do everything <laughs> like <laughs> why are you good at everything stop <laughs> but when you have them people in your camp and you have champions like that and because i respect their opinion and i respect them so much as artists yeah. and, and writers like i kind of had the confidence it within the ep to go well they're a part of it so yeah. hopefully you, you know i feel like this is good enough to put out to the world yeah and, uh, like I said, I just always try and be honest. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's terrifying. Anytime you put new music out, it's always terrifying because you're <laughs> like, imagine. oh, is people going to like it? Or is it just going to be my mum that says it's good? Uh, which she's generally biased, obviously, because I'm a daughter. But, um, yeah, I just had a really good time. I always have great times writing with my friends. Most of the yeah. people that I've written with, um, and the songs that are going to be on the album are some of my greatest friends. Which, which is I, lovely. It, which is amazing for me because we've just captured these, I feel like songs capture memories and, mm. uh, you know, mark certain times. Yeah. And when I listen to each song, although each song is a different side of my personality, they all, they all take me back to a certain chapter in my life yeah. and it makes me realise how much I've, you know grown and people that I've met and it's just yeah so it's actually really I'm having a great time writing this I can imagine it's like some people journal but for you it must be like it's almost a more personal and like out there journal in the world almost like a diary where you've been I mean anything like nowadays what you do is you know I mean, you know, like for CTC, I miss what we're doing. It's going to be out in the world forever. So I think I I always try and be myself because I'd rather like somebody. I'd I'd rather people like me for being me than on an act and not uh, and then like me if that makes sense. No, completely. And I try and do that with the writing with you know just when I'm speaking to fans. I just I'm quite an open person yeah. i like to let people in because then you you kind of know what you're getting yeah. i think no i completely with get titles and in my <laughs> in my songs you'll probably be able to tell all oh, right okay <laughs> this is what she's going through right now <laughs> i love it and going back so obviously you've i i mean you've been in the scene for what a while now but before that obviously you started off doing acting has it always been something that you've always wanted do the music side of things like ever since you were a child i mean i've been like i said this is a funny question because it comes up a lot and yeah. people think that i just decided to to do music no. so, i've always done music like i, I posted something on my facebook the other day and i was about nine yeah. and, I was, and then there was a composition that i did when i was six and it was a talent composition and i didn't have any music backing tracks because mm. I, I just didn't know about that stuff i turned go to a drama school at that mm. age and i just turned up and i sang a cappella and um, it was like under 16s and i think i was about i don't know six or seven i ended up wow. coming 
third. And it's it's things like that that I go, this is how long that I've dreamt of yeah. this moment. I mean, me and my mum were talking and I remember sitting on the top of the landing and back in the day where, you know, there wasn't like the internet you used to have yellow pages <laughs> yeah and like I used to go through the yellow pages and I remember finding uh, finding universal like recording yeah. um, uh, you know the company yeah. and uh, it was like publishing and all this and artists and I, I just I wrote everything down <gasps> I, I my mum came across that piece of paper when I was back up north and I was like I must have been about nine that's amazing and so like it's and even like one of the first songs I, I wrote about was like my mum and dad like divorcing or yeah. like you splitting up when I was about seven I remember coming yeah. into the kitchen and my dad was like my mum said oh sing it for your dad because I'm even though, like, I was so switched on and that, yeah. that it, it was awful that I knew what was going on, yeah. my dad didn't actually believe me that I'd written that. Yeah. It, I, still, I can still remember the actual song now. It's it's madness. But that I've done mad. this all my life. And I suppose, like, coming from a very small town and not really having um, any knowledge of where to go and what to do and I had to find my champions in life so I went I left school left home at 16 went to like a music and drama college Mm -hmm. then first job at 19 with um, Brian May who's at Queen and kind of like did played roles musical theatre taught me a lot because they were incredible singers but taught me discipline and you know how to how to treat stamina vocal stamina and like I've always danced as well so I've always been kind of like that performer that um I I mean the album's called Hollywood Gypsy and uh, I grew up on Hollywood movie musicals so I I admired people like Judy Garland and Gene Kelly that really could do all three because I don't think that is as celebrated and to me to be an artist some of the artists that I really look up to are, are people that have got the chat that can joke that can perform that yeah. can dance that can do all that and like um yeah I love people like Bruno Mars and Taylor Swift yeah. and it's a show at the end of the day it's a there's a performance that you put on and it's not just about picking up a guitar for me and and and, and singing it's about the the full thing yeah. and I always want people to come to my shows and feel like they were a part of something yeah so um that's yeah, pretty amazing I mean, like, I mean I've always I've always done it in yeah. the short answer I just mm-hmm. it took me a while to find the people that led me to down you know the right yeah. road and so yeah instead of like doing a normal job I used to flip some promo yeah you know and like sing on a stage and then do like fly to Scotland to, to do a gig and, you know like anything yeah. to pay my mortgage all the while kind of like gigging and writing yeah. and the themes and and also there wasn't that country community that there is now like when yeah. I started in probably about professionally like nine years ago or something like that wow. but it, it just wasn't like that no it wasn't it, at all it, there was none of the CTC, there was none of the Shires awards. I mean, you know, I, I wrote with them before, um, mm. you know, the Shires was around. And he, even he had, I think, a, like a record deal, like, back in the day. And yeah. so it's it's crazy how you find your people yeah. and everything's meant to happen at the right, when it's meant to happen. Yeah, well, it definitely seems to have happened at the right time because it, it, it is this you know, now we have got this, like, yeah, I like kind of, I don't know what the word is, but um, everyone just wants more country music and everyone's sort of um, embracing the kind of pop country divide as well. Like, it's not just, like, country, country. Yeah, and I think we're, I mean, like, music, it's changed over the years, obviously, mm. because but now you've got things like Spotify, now Amazon, yeah. iTunes, and people actually genu- generally just listen to what they want to listen exactly. to. And I feel like I'm a bit of a, because I've had this discussion, people are like, um, people have, have, have said, oh, it's a, it's a bit pop, and I'm like, <sighs> but it baffles me that, because I'm like, well, I feel 
Kelsey Ballerini at the um, CMT Awards, I think it was yeah. CMT Awards, and she did a performance. And to me, I was like, well, that is pop. Yeah. And to me, like, it still has the, the storytelling lyric, and but it's got that pop sensibility, which I think the pushback comes from... Um, you know, diehard country fans of like any anything yeah. within generation, it 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 kind of moves on. Everything kind of comes. I mean, even fashion. It yeah. goes full circle. I'm wearing stuff from my mum's now that was like fashionable in the eighties. Like you know, even the nineteen seventy five have kind of so, sometimes that like eighties vibe. And I just think it's it's funny to me that music, like I say, it's so personal and it just depends on the preference of the person and like for me I think country music is pop nowadays and I think that's a brilliant thing because the young generation are listening to stories that it's it's so relatable and it's become like kind of more global and it's which which I'm so happy to be you know honoured to be a part of this community where it's like a, a, a great song is just a great song no matter yeah. if you strip it down with an acoustic guitar and bear in mind that's what all of us do we go into a writing room and we write it acoustic or like we write it on a piano and then we build up the track on the day and it's the day of the demo or a voice note mm. uh, um, it's it's a funny time because I think country music is amazing because it's so diverse you've got people like Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton to Midland to Kelsey Ballerini Myra Morris and yeah I don't really know what my music like. I I, I just love the music that I make. Yeah. I've had a really good response from people, and um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's a very interesting time. Wouldn't you agree? Of like, oh, it's the fans so interesting. What they want to listen to. I think it's like people love the music now rather than being. Um, like necessarily pigeonholing into a genre it's all just about like the music and the artistry and the songwriting rather than anything else which is really exciting yeah it's amazing I mean I, I, when I say like my album's called Hollywood Gypsy you know, I feel like I'm the gypsy within genres I find yeah. it so cool that people want to label music and we're not allowed to label anything is the only thing we label and we put it in the genre and I think like you know Elvis used to take you know his inspiration from blues music yeah. uh, and then the Beatles took it from somewhere else and I think every you know I could name literally 15 different artists that I aspired to be like and they're all different you know because I yeah. my bits of their writing like Eminem uh, rappers are yeah. a very inspiration for me. Um, Ella Fitzgerald, people like Judy Garland, like uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan, Billy Joel, Queen, yeah. like everything. It's you know, and I think that's what makes up um, like your artistry. Yeah, well. it's a be- kind of beautiful thing. When you're talking about Hollywood Gypsy, the, the album, have you? Um, I guess, was that always the vision that you went in with, like Hollywood Gypsy, and then did everything else build around that? Or how have you sort of gone into the album process, if that makes sense? Um, well, firstly, I didn't have any... I mean, I kind of knew... I feel I feel like the, the debut record, mm-hmm. it's like, when I listen to people's first albums, I'm like, I get who that person is yeah. straight away. And I, and I mean, there, there was going to be like a big reveal of like Hollywood Gypsy and I was just like, why don't we just leave with it so people know what they're getting and, you know, they they understand me because then it's, it's a bit yeah. weird doing it backwards to me because then it's like, oh, that, that was kind of like the point of the arrow for me, yeah. like who I am as a person, what do I represent, um, so people, you know, like Hollywood Gypsy was amazing to put out for me because it was so, per- that was the most thing, I, that, that was the scariest thing for yeah. me, putting out that song because it literally was my life and anybody mm. could come to me and like judged it negatively and touch wood, I haven't yeah. had anybody like tear me down no. or go, oh, that's not right. You know, I mean, I have a lyric in it where I was like, I was smoking by the edge of 10. I did, I don't smoke now, but I did try a cigarette. Yeah. 
When I go into a writing room, yeah, I, I'll have a, like maybe a lyric idea, or maybe mm-hmm. I won't. Maybe I'll just see what the vibe is in the room. Yeah. Sometimes that's been the best thing. Or like I've had some inspiration when I'm argument with somebody, and I'm like, "Bad bitch!" Actually, mm-hmm. came from me having a disagreement with someone. Okay. I was like, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> because I just wanted to blow up. And I knew I couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I remember being in the, the writing room and Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay and Phil Barton were like, you all right? And I was like, no, I feel like I've got steam coming out of my ears. <laughs> right. I was like, who's this person thing they are? And I love and that. I like, mom, that's me, like, just being, you know, me at my, like, <laughs> kind of. I mean, I have no problem. Um kind of opening the door to yeah. like hey here's all my flaws and like yeah. you know judge me uh, I mean everyone's going to judge you at some point I yeah. think unfortunately but, like, it's the modern world isn't it where it's just like yeah. you hope for it not hope for people not to but it's like oh if you put yourself out there as in if you put yourself out there all you're going to get so much praise and stuff but unfortunately there'll always be like that one negative yeah, which I try, I mean, I try not to focus on the no. Like, I've met some beautiful people through this community mm. um, and, like, some really great supporters, like, like yourself. And yeah. from, like, you know, like, I mean, we met and it was probably, what, like, years ago. And, like, when yeah. I first started probably playing live shows when I didn't really have a band and... Yeah. It's all a bit like, oh, what, well, figuring it out, what I'm doing. Yeah. Or management. And I just, I, I it's, it's hard not to, especially as a girl, because it's so yeah. easy <laughs> They don't really need any makeup. They don't, mind you, I've seen some of my Instagram posts that I post, and I'm like, I really should start doing my hair better. <laughs> and you and me both. Put, you know, put your hair down. <laughs> And I've just, like, scragged it up, and I've got no makeup on, and I'm, like, meeting people, and I'm like, oh, gosh. I always well, think, I wish I, I, <laughs> I wish I knew how to do my hair. That's always the thing, I think, because some people are just amazing at doing it, and I cannot. I do this thing where I have my hair down, and, like, I put it in a bun, but it doesn't have a bobble. It's long enough to do that. Oh. And I Flo Harris, Bob Harris's um, daughter, she's yeah. like... I'm amazed. What did you just do? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. It's a it's a mess. It's basically a <laughs> my hair. I love it. And um, going back to obviously you've released the EP, then the album will be the next thing, and you've got your headline first headline date at the Lexington next I know. month. How exciting! I know. I'm, so, I'm so excited about that. Um, yeah, I've got a few ideas, a few surprises. Um, I. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I do you know what? I'm really enjoying like making this music for yeah. the the debut album, and I don't think I'm quite done yet. Like I've written so many songs, but yeah. I still want to add this thirst to keep writing, mm. and that's what I love. Um, so um, I don't know whether there will be. I think there'll be another EP. I want to yeah. put another EP out before I put an album out. Exciting. Yeah. You, you know, I just want to like, I probably want to stretch it out as long <laughs> yeah. as I can. You know, it's like a birthday yeah. when you're like, oh, this is my birthday month. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. We are like, I'll release a little bit and then I want to release a bit more because you know what? It's quite fun just having the release date. <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, like, that's what John Mayer did. He released like three EPs or something like that. I can't remember a bit ago, but and I and I love that because then you get more focus on them four songs or you know, whereas if you put out an album, sometimes like the songs that me and the most do, if they're not a single, they don't really get that much love. And 
each one of these songs are my babies. Yeah. So I'm putting them out to the world. So I yeah. <laughs> and it'd be quite nice if like, it's the nice thing about doing it that way is people do like, just they live with the songs and they play those three songs on repeat. Whereas quite often if you do a whole album, people just, fo- yeah, they focus on their main favourites and then just kind of skip through. And you're like, no, pay attention well, to my favourites. I'm going to keep putting out EPs for the rest of the <laughs> I mean, if it, if it works, then... There we go. Yeah, I mean, you, you know as well as I do, like, there's no science to this. You, no. you don't know what song is going to pop up and be the song to change your life. Um, but at the minute, I just I concentrate on just putting out, like, the best music I possibly can. Yeah. Really proud of that EP. Like I said, it was you special be. to me because it had all, you know, quite a few of my best friends on it. Yeah. And uh, I had three of my best friends on there, yeah. actually. Be all the rest of them are really great friends. So, a work yeah, of love. Cool. Say that again. A work of love, like friendship. Yeah. Exactly. So, just going to end with my final ten questions again. Um, so, your favorite. So, the EP is called Better When I'm Drunk. What's your favorite go-to drink? Even though you don't drink that much. <laughs> Uh, does it have to be alcoholic? You can go for a nice mocktail, nice whatever you want. Oh, well, Water. I, I don't really like, well, unless this is going to be a light question, but no. I do quite enjoy, like, um, what's it called? Uh, almond mocha. But Ooh. if you want if, like, a, a mocktail or, like, a normal drink, I would <laughs> probably go um, old-fashioned. Yeah. Those are always good. A record you're listening to on repeat at the moment? Oh, I've got quite... <laughs> I've got a music um, buff. Um, yeah. With, well, I love Marin's new album. Oh, I think it's great. It's so and I love Billie Eilish. Eilish, yeah. is that how you pronounce the name? I don't um, <laughs> Yeah, I love her. And Jack Savaretti, I love his album. So I listened to it on the tube yesterday and it had me in tears. So, this is one song that absolutely wrecked me. Is it like time. Better Off Without Me or something like that? Yes. Because and it's just like, it's just this line in it that really made me feel like <laughs> I was that girl. <laughs> yeah, I actually... Um... I that girl in that relationship mm. that he was writing about. Not with him, obviously. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because actually, I listened to that record because it was on your Instagram story, and now I'm obsessed with it. So nice, nice marketing over there. Oh, good. Well, it's my label, mate. So. <laughs> there you go. It works well. Um, record you couldn't live without if you were stuck on a desert island? Um, probably Billy Joel's Grits Hits. Yeah. A classic one beauty essential beauty essential um my elizabeth um arden eight hour queen uh queen <laughs> um what was your highlight of c2c um uh, i loved i loved seeing so much new music isn't it yeah got around to seeing quite a lot and, and you know it was quite funny because our roster there was like so was good me, jimmy Lindsay. oh no Lindsay wasn't there me jimmy um chase yeah uh, there was loads of people from the <laughs> laney you know, is, like, is laney yeah it was great to see them and you know friends like i loved i just my highlight was probably the the front row every time singing the the words to me and oh, yeah. uh, and, and I and I got standing ovation in the old bar one stage which, which is... made me cry. Oh. So, that was good. <laughs> what would you name your first headline arena tour? What would I name it? Yeah. Uh, probably something like gypsy queen <laughs> i love it everyone oh, would have to turn up <laughs> everyone would have to turn up in costume um yeah gypsy queen and a traveler <laughs> would you rather give up songwriting or performing do i have to choose between that yeah, yeah. no i'm joking <laughs> 
Uh, I can't choose. I can't, I really can't choose. I'm sorry, but nope. it's like one feeds the other. Exactly. I, don't think, I wouldn't be performing if it wasn't with that songwriting exactly. and then songwriting like just feeds myself. It's like a chicken egg situation. You're like, I have to do both. Yeah. Um, song you wish you'd written. Um, there's a song called Lights Out, um, which um, is by the Bonfires. He put it out, oh, co-written yeah. by Laura Veltz, um, him and I think David, David Barnes, who's also a friend of mine. Mm. But it's it's just, it's amazing. Lights Out is just a brilliant record. Oh, I have to um, what are you, are you binge watching anything at the moment? Or do you, you probably don't have time to, but... No, I have. I've been watching Umbrella Academy and Richard Afterlife. Oh, I have to give this a watch. And then complete the sentence. So music is... Life. Country music is... <laughs> I love that one. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, um, no, it was... thank you so much. Yeah, so much have a great know. rest of your Saturday. Oh, and you, darling. Okay, I'll speak see. soon. All right, bye. Bye. And that was the lovely 20. So thank you so much to her for taking the time to chat with me. And obviously make sure to get your tickets for her headline show at the Lexington on the 14th of April. Now onto our American segment of the podcast where we had we spoke to the lovely Sean McConnell earlier in the year who was obviously on tour with Ashley McMonroe. And I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. So this is your third time in the UK, right? Third um, time, fourth time? Second time. Oh, yeah. amazing. How, what was it like the first time you came back? Like, what have your experiences been like before? The first time I was here? Yeah. Um, amazing. I mean, totally different culture in a, in a great way. And audience? Different? Um, audience, yeah, is, is, is different. Well, I've had two different experiences because mm-hmm. the first time I was here was with um, a group that was the Texas music takeover, Take um, which kind of with it came, the crowds were a little more rowdy, and this time around, the drink is yeah, out. yeah, yeah, out yeah, which was really fun. Uh, but this time around, it was a lot more like what everyone tells you about the UK, which yeah. is quiet. quiet yeah. Everyone's listening to what to. Everyone's got the uh, English politeness. Yeah, out. which I, you know, as a performer that helps me so much do yeah. what I like to do, which is convey a song and have people listen it to it. It kind of works with your, like, the lyrics and everything. Yes, it's, yes. It kind of, like, lends itself to people who, like, listen to pro- properly, like, the complexity of the lyrics, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I imagine it's very different for, you grew up in Boston. Yeah. Right, right. Um, did you ever think that you'd be doing, like, the international thing? Was that always something that was part of, I guess, what you wanted your musical journey to be like? I didn't, I don't think I even thought about it until yeah. a few years ago because you just think a few steps ahead you know it was always like and your world ever gets like bigger and bigger yeah like, it's like, kind of like oh my gosh I hope I little. can play this coffee house in my hometown <laughs> yeah. and then it's like oh I hope I can play the big venue in my hometown and then and then suddenly it's like someone oh well, I'll go get in the car and drive and someone's actually there to listen right. to you and you get there so it's pretty cool yeah it keeps growing and growing and and so now we're at the point where you know, we want to keep coming back, you know, once or twice a year and, and because it's amazing over here. You get here. the addiction, you're like, yes, I want to keep coming back. And yeah, I mean, it really is an addiction. It's been so fun to be over here and I just want to keep growing yeah. it, you know. And you were raised in a very musical household, right? Yeah. So it's sort of just always something that you wanted to do or was there ever any question of like, oh, I might actually go and do, I don't know, be a doctor or something. It was like always music. It was always music because I started so young. I mean, I was 11 when I started yeah. playing and writing songs and my parents were working musicians so I never had the thought in my mind like can you make a living doing this yeah. because even at that level it was doable so yeah um I guess you also see like the 
yeah, you can make it work at any level and it can always be a part of your life. It doesn't need to be like the huge success stories. Right. You you can see, see it how it could work in, as a part of your life in any capacity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most of us, you know, most there's a lot of singer-songwriters and mm. musicians that just because you're not, you know, top 10 yeah. on the radio doesn't mean you can't make a living and do what you love. Yeah. So, um, from a pretty young age, I knew that's what I was going to do. Yeah. And obviously, so you've been drawn into the, the sort of country songwriting. I mean, you've written for Tim McGraw and stuff. Was that, like, when did the kind of that part happen? Like, you moved to Nashville and doing all that? Cause imagine it's very different to Boston. Like, yeah. a very different world. Like, we all, we all think, oh, America, it's more country music or right. that kind of music, but it's actually very different. Yeah, we moved from Massachusetts to Georgia originally because of my dad got a job transfer, so mm. that's what brought us to the south of the states. Yeah. And okay, so, so it was quite early on. It wasn't you moving. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was probably ten or eleven. Mm. We moved, um, and during that time, um, you know, still doing music, mm. um, writing songs, playing gigs. I moved to Tennessee from Georgia uh, to go to college uh, for music business because, yeah. you know, my parents wanted me to get a degree. I wanted to do something I was somewhat interested yeah. in. So that's what just make it all work. Make all parties happy. Yeah, everyone be happy. I'll go and do this, and I'll still get to do music. And then uh, met my wife in college and got um, the the songwriting for other people yeah. piece of the puzzle started probably I think it was my senior year of college and then a, a publishing company called Warner Chapel yeah. there was a, a, a plugger there who's now one of my good friends who I yeah. worked with for 10 years called Alicia Pruitt who got a hold of one of my songs approached me about a publishing deal um, and I was very hesitant at first about the whole publishing world yeah because you're like it's kind of a thing that you never really envisioned yeah. doing like someone else like taking your song and yeah I had never thought about mm. that um, being a reality or yeah. I didn't even know that existed yeah. honestly um, so after some meetings I signed a deal with them I ended up working with them for a decade yeah um, and had the opportunity to work with and write for just you know I was gonna say like the breadth of people that you worked for with must have been pretty cool to have your fingers in like so many different yeah musicians and seeing how they all work they're all such such yeah, just such a breadth of people, it's not all the same yeah, the, genre. There's a big variety, you know, from very, con you know, yeah. American top 20 country to meatloaf. Yeah, I was going to say, because every pop. time when you took a song and you wrote it, um, and kind of you have this vision in your head of what it's going to turn out being, and someone else gets a hold of it, and it just becomes something that you just never would have, never would have taken it to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot because people can produce it however yeah. they want. Um, so sometimes um, it's a pleasant surprise. You're like, yeah. wow, I never would have thought to do it that way. And yeah. um, I think it's the best when people make it their own, you know? Yeah. We well, don't want it to be like a complete copy of what you've right. got written in your head almost. Right. And then obviously you've got a new album coming out on yeah. February the 8th. Um, how excited are you to release it into the world and just get it out there? Very excited. It's been... Uh, you know, a long time of recording it, yeah. producing it, and then lining it all up, and um, so I'm very eager for it to all be out there. And you recorded it in your own home studio, mm -hmm. so how was that, like, that must have been a completely different, um, just, like, way of, like, having the creative process for you, yeah. doing that in that way. Yeah, it was. I, I, I'm used to creating in my home studio, but it's more for other people's <laughs> records or uh, demos of songs that will pitch to other people and yeah so I'm used to being in my studio a lot but this was the first time I decided to do one of my records and just kind of block off a few months yeah. and just create um, as well as not using a lot of other musicians and just yeah. playing everything myself um, uh, aside from the like synth and the live yeah. uh, strings so just give you that different... creative freedom of like whenever inspiration hits, you're yeah. just like, right, I can go in the studio now and do it rather than having to be like um, pinned down to studio time. Yeah, there was no clock and there was no um, fear of like, oh, we're spending so much money on the studio today, yeah. we have to get, you know, this and this and this. Uh, so it was slow, a slower process and it, it was a lot more on my shoulders, but most of the time for me that was exciting. 
um, minus a few days that were, you know, very hard. And <laughs> like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be a completely linear, like just normal, like, yeah. like a happy process. You, you need to have those moments of being like, oh my God. We yeah. Get what am I now. doing? Yeah. Yes. And greetings from Niagara Falls. I think that was the first song I heard from. Okay. Um, and absolutely loved it. What was the inspiration behind that song? Because it's just, just the lyrics are just so beautiful. Oh, it? thank you. Um, yeah, that was a song I wrote for my wife and my daughter mm -hmm. for when I'm on on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those songs that I'm sure every traveling musician yeah. writes is just, um, I think we have one of the best jobs in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but alongside of that, it, the hardest part of it is leaving, you know, your family for, yeah. for large amounts of time. So I wrote that for them. Um, and it's, it's nice because when I'm overseas or out somewhere and I sing it, I feel like I'm singing it to them. It helps me feel connected yeah, to them. Yeah, it's been a nice thing to play back to them the first time. Like, yeah. Sing it to them when you created it. Yeah. Like a moment where they're like, oh, it's worth it. It was, yeah. Yeah. And um, Second Hand Smoke as well, obviously, is the, the title track. Why did you kind of like leave with that as the inspiration for the album? Is it something that you had, that was the first one you started off with and then the album led from there? That song to me just felt like an anchor. It's yeah. one of my favorite songs, and I feel like um, lyrically and sonically, it was the song that felt like it kind of pulled all the worlds together a little yeah. bit for me. Um, and also, I, I felt like there was a lot of interesting ways that you could take uh, the term secondhand smoke very literally for the song, but also there's a lot of songs on this record that... Um, kind of go from the black and white into the gray of yeah. unknowing. And so for me, which is something that a lot of a lot of people probably won't pick up on, there was kind of a double meaning of secondhand smoke being not just um, believing the information that someone else is yeah. giving you, but finding out what you believe about, you know, everything. Everything in the everything world. Everything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves that as an open-ended point. Right. And obviously you've got this as um you're finishing off this this tour, but you've also got your headline tour in the States. Yeah. Are you excited to get back on and sort of play as the headliner there as well? Yeah, I'm so very excited. Very different challenges. Yeah, I mean, there's so much... It's so nice to be over here yeah. in this capacity, and it will be nice being there in that capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, once we're home and it's time for that, I'll be very excited to... Hit the release road, the record release the record, it put it out, <laughs> see what it does. Yeah, and then I guess it'll just be touring and anything, any other plans for 2019? Mostly for the first half of the year, especially touring um, a lot of headline, mostly the headline tour. I'm also uh, opening up for a band called Need to Breathe on the yeah. West Coast, which I'm really looking forward to. Again, very different. All different audiences playing yeah. different kinds of people. Yeah, very different. Um, so mostly touring and promoting the record and then uh yeah at some point starting to write more songs yeah, and oh my gosh. being Can't home with my family next project when it's it's funny when you think about the next project before this one's even been released yeah yeah really weird and i always just end just with a complete sentence music is music is an automatic connection to the heart oh that's very deep country music is a broad definition. And Sean McConnell is. <laughs> You're like, no, don't ask me this. Sean McConnell is um, a guy trying to do his best in this incarnation. <laughs> wait, wait, awaiting the next incarnation. Well, thank you so much. Yes. So, thank you so much to Sean McConnell for that. And that will do for episode 63 of Off the Record. Make sure to tune in next week where we've got another exciting episode for you guys. And always to rate, review, and subscribe. We really do appreciate all the support we can get. So, thank you so much and have a great week. Bye, y'all. Mm -hmm.